four Sundays ago, five Sundays, he said, Pastor, I want to confess to you. He says, of course, you know, I went to see Melissa and she tricked me into the friendship group. <laughs> she says, that, and I came to church the first few Sundays to be with her, to, to, to get to know her. But something's been happening as I've been hearing the word of God. And I've been going to the friendship group. And tomorrow, because one new convert did not shy away or did not return the flirting, but held her ground and said, yes, go to my group. Tomorrow he will be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of sins. Hadassah. Hadassah was sitting at a Starbucks and she sees another young lady and she greets her, strikes up a conversation and does the minimum evangelization, which is inviting people to church. That's the easiest and just kind of adds default. We need to learn to invite people to Christ and to share the word. But, but hey, if that's all you can do, do it. Just make sure you invite them to the right church. And Susie and her boyfriend arrive at one of our services. And they sit there. And they like it. Coincidentally, my wife was working the connection room that after altar. And she invited Susie to our friendship group. And Susie came with her boyfriend. And when we do the chair, we do the chair um, at the end of the, of, of the meeting. And you should all know this by now. You need to stop jumping and shouting and start opening friendship groups. And jump and shout in there. And then do it over here too. I got out of that one. Huh? And as I was praying for a single mother whose husband comes in and out of prison and leaves her with four children, the stress and the overwhelmingness of her life, she just sits on that chair and begins to weep. And I be we begin to pray. And I look over. And Miguel and Susie knew, first-timers, they've got their hands up, and they're weeping, and they're praying. Sunday, Miguel took his family. Susie took his family. One Starbucks conversation gets two entire families to church because somebody declared. And so, as I close, we have Deuteronomy 2, 3 says that we have encompassed this mountain. God told them, you've encompassed. You've gone around this circle. You've encompassed. That word is compass. It has the compass. Encompass this mountain long enough. You've got to go northward. Come on. Let's, let's break out of that centrifugal, centrifugal force. And the centripetal, centripetal force that keeps us coming back, coming back. And what, are, what is our song? We want more. Bless me. Bless me more. Bless me more. Give me more. In Spanish, we just blow it up. Yo vine a buscarla sin ella no me voy. Dame más. Dame más. Y dame más. Y Dios dice, ¿para qué te doy más si no haces nada con lo que ya te di? And sometimes our Christian life can be as ridiculous 
as me going Sunday night and filling my, my gas tank with gasoline to the brim and paying the $98. The devil is a liar. And parking my vehicle in the garage for the entire week without turning it on, without using it, without driving it. And then the following Sunday night, I go back to that gas station and I say, give me more, give me more, fill it up. And God sometimes says, you want more? Why don't you use what I gave you? We all know. I don't know if I'm the only one in here who has the experience that when you intake food and fuel and do not use it, that things begin to happen. The first thing that begins to happen